Welcome everybody back to the Sit Back Show. Today, yes, we're doing something different. We're reading a book. The book is called Down by the Flowers, written by yours truly and the host of this show, Zen. Now I know my voice sounds a little different today. I got a case of sexy man voice syndrome. And goddamn, it is beautiful. I'm going to start it off with chapter one because... I think that's what you do when you read books. You start off on chapter one. I hope. Chapter one is called The Camp. I don't know what the hell that cough was, but shut up. I'm reading. November 16th, 1967. Martha, I'm writing you again to remind you how much I think of you. You always put a smile on my face, even if you're not around. You remember what you said to me before I left? You told me to forget about you while I was fighting the bad guys. Now how can I do that? Yes, I'm fighting in the war as much as I can, but you should know you held me through. Because I carry that beautiful picture of you in my back pocket with your gorgeous brunette hair and your bright green eyes always sparkling at me. Now, I'll be home soon, Martha. I promise you that. I gotta get going. Gotta meet the big boss. And some new guys. Hopefully they're good people and a good team. Till next time, Martha. Your dearest, Pete. Felt nice being in that moment. It was peaceful. I always love writing to Martha since she's always on my mind. She pretty much prepared me for any stressful situation that came my way. A voice came from outside my tent, interrupting my moment of silence. A man entered the tent, looking at me with the most serious face I've ever seen. He looked right in my eyes. Red veins popping out of his neck. He was a strong and tall guy, what can I say? Pretty threatening man, if you ask me. It was a staff sergeant. Sergeant Thompson, as I could say. Yes, yeah, Sarge, I replied. Where the hell have you been? I was just about to start the prep, yet you weren't in the crowd. So you might explain? He obviously wasn't in the mood yet. He needed his morning coffee, or alcohol. I didn't really know. Sorry, Sarge, I was just... I was nervous and interrupted him by him once again. Don't sorry, Sarge, me... Come on, what's the excuse, he asked. I was writing to my wife, Martha. Surely you can understand that, right? I replied, with fear rolling up my skin. Of course I can, Peterson. But pretty much all of us have wives that we wish we could write to. But we got a job to do. And you know that, he said, showing empathy. Which I took to heart. The Sarge was a good man inside. I've known him for a long time. Even before we got deployed because we were good friends with my father and for the longest time. The Sarge was a, like a cool uncle, pretty much. He loved my father. I did not. Sorry, Sarge, I said, bowing my head. Every time I had to apologize, I felt like I was disappointing him. It reminds me of the days when I was a kid and I'd done something I wasn't supposed to. Then the dad looked at me and always used to bring my adrenaline up. Now he sits at home and tries to stay away from his whiskey. 
Don't beat yourself up, Peterson. Come on now, we got stuff to do. Yes, Sarge. Off you go, Peterson. It's about time you introduced you to the other nut jobs coming on with us. I think he just called me a nut job secretly, but whatever. If the team he said was a couple of nut jobs like me, then this was going to be one hell of a few months. As soon as I left the tent, I got hit with a beaming ray of sunlight going into my face, which, suffering headaches from all the noises I'd already have to deal with, it wasn't fun. Yet sunglasses were always on my side, which is why I carry them in my left shirt pocket. Pocket. Anyways, it was about a five-minute walk to the next tent, and no words were said on the way there. All I heard was the noises of the trucks driving in the distance, which made my head aching from the pain already. Once we got there, I heard of chatter coming from what seemed to be four men. Some of them looked tough. One guy looked like I could break with my own two fingers. But what I really worried about is if what they were mentally tough. All right, everybody line up. I want to introduce you to someone, Sarge said. You really think we need another man, Sarge? Said a man that already looked like he was going to be a pain in my ass. Seriously? Why well, got to be a douche right away? Said a very big black brute. Now, he was scary. I didn't want to get on his nerves. What was that black fella? Said the annoying guy. You really are trying to start something, aren't you? Said the brute. Why don't you tell me? Said that annoying dumbass again. Hey, that's enough from you two. Get your heads on straight before I send you both to do a ton of work. I know you don't want to do that, because this job is already hard enough. Said the Sarge. Knowing the Sarge for the amount of time that I have, you should know what to do and what not to do when he's in charge. These guys better learn, or things are going to get bad for them. I would know. Yes, Sarge. They both silently fed, finally said, ending the annoying fight. Which I'm sure everybody was already tired of. I wanted to say something before the Sarge did, but I know what he's capable of, so I didn't. Sorry about that, Peterson. These two are Miles, the annoying Grenader, and John over there. He's the brute of the pack. Nice to meet you two, I said, with absolute sarcasm. Yeah, whatever, said Miles. Nice to meet you, man. Sorry about that mess, John said, which I appreciated. Appreciation and honesty are two of the biggest things I look for when I join a new crowd of people. John seemed to be a guy with both of those so far. No worries. Deal with people like him all the time, I said. Okay, Peterson, we aren't done yet. Save the talking for later. This new kid, he's... Sorry, Sarge, for interrupting, but if you don't mind, I'd like to introduce myself. I thought the new kid was about to get crucified by the Sarge, but surprisingly he didn't. Fine, just don't take three hours trying to explain your life story. Got it? said the Sarge. You got it, Sergeant. Okay, so it's Peterson, right? That's my name, I said. Nice to meet you, Peterson. My name's Private Watson. I grew up in Queens playing a bunch of baseball and cross-country, so I'm pretty much a runner, as you could say. But never from a fight. What's your story, Peterson? I'm interested, since Sarge never introduced you to me yet. I'm from Ohio, I said, vaguely, trying not to keep the conversation going. Never been to Ohio. Sounds nice, though. 
heard there's a lot of nice museums out there. Watson didn't seem much of a bad guy as I first thought. I worried that he was going to get a bit talkative, and I wasn't exactly sure if I liked that yet. Because out in the field, talking sometimes kills you. Seeing this kid die would make me feel that dark guilt I would have to live with for the rest of my life. What's your profession out in the field, Private? I asked out of random curiosity, knowing that he's good and bad, and if he'll be able to keep me safe out there, and if I'll be able to keep him safe. <clears throat> I'm your typical rifleman out in the field, but my main goals are to keep everyone safe. So I'm not my main priority. My squad is good. We could use your kind of influence out there. Watson looked me in the eye and smiled. I tried to make him feel good because I could see him getting picked on if he doesn't already. So what about that last fella here, Sarge? What's his story? Oh, him. He's the medic. So Watson, you don't exactly have to keep your eye on everyone because this guy right here will. But he's he's a quiet guy because I know he was insanely tough through the training, I'll tell you that. But his name is Herx. <clears throat> nice to meet you, Herx, I said, with a couple nervous sweats coming down my face. Herx raised his head and nodded slowly as he looked me in the eye. I was definitely scared of him. He seems like a dark fellow. But who am I to judge, right? Sarge finally takes off his sunglasses off his head and puts them onto his face so he can finally stop squinting at everybody. Well, I think that's everybody. Seems so, I replied glancing over at everyone one last time. So we can finally consider taking, talking about this already. We're going to stand here all day, Miles said, opening his m loud mouth once again, even though no one wanted to listen. But he knew that. Son, show some damn patience. We'll be sent somewhere else through somewhere else's problem, said the Sarge. I mean, what could be worse than this? Miles was starting to piss me off, but I knew that the Sarge could handle the problem. What could be worse? The ground, because that's where I'm put your ass if you don't shut your damn mouth. I'd say that the Sarge is pretty good at putting people in their place. Even if it was the ground, which I would enjoy. Miles went silent after the Sarge said that. Finally shut up, which I was happy about. I could even hear Josh or John laugh, laughing silently in the background. Made me smile, but I held it in. I didn't want to get any trouble. Overall, I think the bunch will be okay, but if Miles doesn't get his act together, then we'll have some problems. Other than that, everyone else should be alright. Guess I have to find out eventually anyway. Everyone's jobs are simple. Simple if you actually decide to listen. We're going to go out in the enemy Vietnamese camp, taking any, any threats and gathering supplies if we need to do, which we most likely will, said the Sarge. So you're telling me that we're going to go in there Killing Vietnamese and taking supplies. That doesn't sound wrong to you, Sarge. John sounded pretty upset about the whole thing. Look, it may sound like it's the worst thing in the world, but if you really think about it, they'll do the same thing to us if we don't do it to first. We need them supplies. We have dying men in our camps as we speak, and if we do nothing, they'll die. You know that. Sarge made some pretty valid points, which put me to an agreement with him. Hell, I just want to shoot something. Or blow some shit up. I don't care what we do or who. Miles wasn't it to kill. He obviously didn't show any empathy towards anything. What a man he is, Watson said. 
Sarge, I just gotta say, we gotta get them supplies and save our men. I said, trying to get everybody in the mood. I looked around to everyone, and they didn't show any reaction to what I said. All right, the four of you, go get a bite to eat. We'll leave in the morning, the sergeant demanded. Yes, sir, we all said. Besides Herks, he just nodded. The sergeant took a few steps away, looked at me, and said, Peterson, word? Sure thing, Sarge. I could feel a sweat running down my neck and back. Sure, it was hot as hell, but I was nervous. I thought I would have did something wrong as usual. He seemed like he wasn't impressed with me, but I didn't really know. All right, Pete, here's the thing. I thought I should tell you before anybody else, but I'm not coming tomorrow. Sarge, I want you to take the lead in the operation. What? Yeah. Sarge, I don't know about that. That can be one step, but I don't know if I can take that. Sarge was a good man over the years. We've gotten close. I've considered him as an actual father figure sometimes, but I don't know why he put me in a kind of opportunity like this. On me. That's the step I think you can take. I gotta stay back and lead more groups to more locations for more tasks. But I... Plus, I gotta help out the ones that need medical attention, too. I've known you long enough to know that you can have the will to lead this group of guys. You got me sold, Sarge. I'll do it. Thank God for you, Peterson. Didn't want to have to make Miles lead, he said as he let us out a chuckle. Yeah, I don't want him deleting me. Good idea. You're a good man, Peterson. Thank you for all this. You and I gotta get a few drinks after this sometime. And goddamn, a drink would be great right about now, he said. Now, everybody, that was chapter one of Down by the Flowers. It's, um, reading a book like this is definitely new for me, especially with this sexy man voice syndrome. I didn't even know what to do with it, so I thought I'd read one of my books. I don't think I'll have this forever. It might just be because I'm a little sick, and apparently it makes me sound very, very sexy. Um... If I ever get this sexy man voice syndrome again, I'll read chapter two of my book. And if you ever want to look up my book, it is called Down by the Flowers. It sells on Amazon. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Not watching. It's a listening because it's a podcast, and um, I kind of sound like an idiot now. Um, thank you for the people in Belgium and Ireland for watching. You guys rock. You watch these videos every single damn time, and... It's nice. And for everyone else out there that listens to these, um, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to me and the other guys, of course. I'm your host, Zan. Thank you so much for watching the Sit Back Show and you are listening, not watching, because I'm a fucking retard and I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore. I got to go to bed. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs>